0: much for coming back and joining us for Geek Down. Um, My name is Caitlin McKinnon.
1: And my name is Jordan Ferguson.
0: And we are going to be your hosts again.
1: For our first episode. Yeah, our
0: official first episode. First
1: actual episode. Yeah. Can you believe it?
0: Actually, I I still can't. Actually, I think this is exponential. I think the more we do this, the less I'll believe we're actually doing this. (laughs) The
1: disbelief increases with every episode. Yeah, basically. Um, People seem to be into this.
0: So far. I mean, mean, it's all family and friends and our moms, but as I predicted. But but
1: even friends, like I I got a decent response from people who I like, I don't talk to on a super regular basis, like kind of came out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, that's good. I like what you're doing.
0: So your friends are better than mine. No. (laughs) Sorry. No, I didn't really have anyone. I mean, I had a couple of people mention it, but um, no one I, I guess I interact with on a daily basis. So as we mentioned, this is our very first episode.
1: Very first episode. This is the first one that will fall into what I guess the format of the show will be. We have both, we have done our homework. We have both spent our time um, exploring things the other person liked that we probably would never have checked out on our own.
0: Probably not.
1: Um, Safe to say probably not. We'll we'll get to it in more detail in a bit. Yes. I definitely, I don't think never would have got around to it. And I'm pretty sure you never would have gotten around to
0: it. Not necessarily so because (laughs) yet again (laughs) Kyan. He he boasts a lot of uh, should we are we do people know now? Is there going to be a tag with this episode? Can I just say it or do you want to save it?
1: Uh, let, let's save it for the moment. Okay. We'll he get posts
0: it. a lot of what you asked me to watch because on I Facebook. Because I brought
1: it to him. Oh,
0: I believe that.
1: I changed I just... I changed his life. And maybe we'll change your yours uh, yeah. a bit later, friends. But before we get on to that, wanted to take a moment to shout out some of the things that we saw this week that uh, were kind of awesome in the world of, uh, of nerdery and geekery. Um, it is far too easy to complain about things that we don't like. Yes, that's basically why the internet exists. Yeah, but we do not want to do that. We want to. Uh, we don't want to play or hate. We want to play or celebrate, as the kids say. They don't say that anymore. I
0: was gonna say I've never heard they that before. They do not say that I...
1: anymore, and I'm all. pretty
0: up on the lingo. So How are you? Yeah,
1: I was unaware. Yeah. From the Mean Streets of Hamilton?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, Mean Streets of Hamilton. And just as a point, before we get started, you mm-hmm. did say we both lived in Toronto, but I no longer live in Toronto. I now live in Hamilton.
1: Oh, no, on the website um, description, okay. I'd put that you lived in Hamilton, right?
0: Which is very important.
1: It's <laughs> it very important?
0: Extremely important.
1: Why Why is it extremely important?
0: Um, Because I am from Toronto, and we don't really... Anyone who was born and raised in Toronto, I feel, doesn't really know anything about probably a thousand mile radius outside of, or a thousand kilometer radius. That
1: is very true, I remember. Outside um, of Toronto? I remember I had a friend who was in teacher's college, and when um, she was trying to get jobs with people who were from uh, the GTA, people from the GTA would always be like, yeah, I'd totally be willing to travel to get a job, you know, to like Brampton like that's traveling for yeah. people from the G. and
0: and I think it's important to keep in mind uh, that there are other cities out there, and there are other cons out there, and there are other uh, geeky sort of groups and get-togethers out there besides just Toronto.
1: And that could, I think, that's important to highlight because there wasn't. I mean, I think I mentioned, I didn't mention it on mic, but definitely in the uh, in some of the um, introductory like podcast descriptions um, and such. You know, I am from a place called Windsor, which is about four hours uh, southwest of Toronto. And there it's like nothing there. There's more now. Do, like wanna I... know,
0: do you want to know a fun fact? <laughs> Please. Um, I didn't know that Windsor was south of the U.S. Uh, <laughs> because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, you totally.
1: Totally what we love to do is, um, you know, we like to stand on... You know, like to stand on, like, the water, like, at the waterfront, um, like, by the railing and, like, yell at people in Detroit, like, is oh, it, how's your igloo? Is that... Because we're further south. Yeah,
0: from, is, yeah. Is that a... You're, you're joking, right?
1: Yeah, I'm joking.
0: Okay, well, I don't know. It's Windsor. This is, like, a foreign <laughs> land.
1: Uh, I remember when I first got to Toronto, I needed to find a barber. Like, that was very important to me. Right. Because I, uh, I refuse to go to any, like, sort of trendy salons. I'm that guy who wants, like, a 90-year-old... Cru- italian man Pre- preferably I, I go to greeks now oh okay. i found some i found some 90 year old greeks um who will now cut my hair and they're fantastic um but they're not getting a plug unless they pay for it <laughs> um and before i did i remember i found some place that i thought would work um and i was speaking to the barber as he was cutting my hair and i said i was you know new in the city and i was happy to find the place and he's like oh where are you from originally and i said windsor and he had no idea yeah. where that was. And I'm like, seriously?
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, as far as like, you mentioned cons and like things to go to, there was like, one comic shop in... In all of Windsor? Pretty much. One like official where that's like all they did. There were other shops that like sold, you know, they sold records and they sold books and they might have a few back issues and they really didn't get anything new in. But as far as like, you know, your one comic shop, it was like, That was it, there was one.
0: And I'm I'm really lucky because Hamilton's actually super happening, there's more than one comic book shop. There's quite a few, actually. Um, A couple of them right around the corner from us, but uh, I was talking to a friend from Toronto and I was mentioning how this new ping pong bar had opened up around the corner and I was really excited about it. And he was like, oh yeah, Toronto's got like three of those. And I just wanted to be like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) This is really exciting for me, okay? (laughs) Fuck you.
1: Go um, home. yeah, I always mentioned that the, uh, the thing that I want to, I feel like Windsor's at that point now where you can take that idea from Toronto and rip it off completely and make it work in your smaller town, yeah, like your Windsor.
0: Totally same with Hamilton. Um, um but I just, we, I just
1: need to figure out what it is. <laughs>
0: what, what that is that's going to make you all that money. Yeah. When it, I, when
1: I finally, when I, you know, if, and when I ever leave the city, what's that idea I'm going to rip off it, and it, take back home?
0: Well, I mean, with a podcast, you can do that anywhere.
1: That, that is true. Yeah. Um, so
0: now actually on to content.
1: Yes. <laughs> Important
0: <laughs> now, now, now news-ish that, content. Now, now,
1: now that we've caught up. Yeah. Um, things that we wanted to shout out for the week, um, because there are good things um, that aren't worth complaining about. Uh, probably the best thing I saw this week was uh, the story of Canadian figure skater Kevin Reynolds. He's a 25-year-old Olympian from Vancouver who uh, at the Canadian Tire National Skating Championships this year for his short program um, did an entire routine in full cosplay to uh, Tank, which is the opening theme song, to possibly the greatest anime show of all time, Cowboy Bebop. And he did a full routine, dressed as Spike from Cowboy Bebop to the opening theme song. And it was pretty fantastic. Um, He came in third, so it's not a full victory for, for the nerds, but... It's a pretty.
0: As long as we can get our tentacles into. <laughs> Come on. Uh, sorry, I couldn't <laughs> help it. No, as long as we could sort of we we that sort of happened more and more and more, especially in the last ten years, right? Um, the things that used to be just for the nerds and the geeks sort of have gone mainstream, which can be good and can be bad. But not
1: everybody's happy about it, um, which no. is a topic for another time. But yes. I mean I think I'm very much of the mindset of first figure skating, then the world. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I like I like that. That should be on a shirt.
1: Def- definitely the sort of thing that um I feel like it would not have been that out of the question for, you know, him to do a routine dressed as Superman or um, right. you know, any Batman. Thor or Batman, but to like go anime with it, that yeah. was like <laughs> Ooh, you, are, you are wearing it all on your sleeve, friend.
0: Well, it's really interesting because over the last month, couple months, um, two really weird things have happened. First, my dad read The Golden Compass, which uh, my dad's fantastic. He's from originally from Scotland, Um, and he is definitely a dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Like he just he has these giant, strong dwarf hands, and he's like a trained (laughs) carpenter, and he's gruff, and he starts to talk about things, and then leaves the room, and expects us to know what he's talking about. Anyways, my dad's fantastic. I, I love my dad. Um,
1: I, I should hope so. That's good.
0: Yeah, but uh, the thing is he's never, uh, at least for a long time, he, I was the only one in the family who was ever into sort of geeky things, mm-hmm. um, especially not my, not my parents at all. But my dad kind of started, started reading a lot, and I started giving him things to read, and one of them was Neil Gaiman, and one of them was uh, Pullman, and he's love them, Um, which is weird for me because I felt very alone in our household as far as, you know, I didn't have a parent who was watching Star Trek, and then I started watching Star Trek, it was all on my own. Um, My mom did read Lord of the Rings, but she, besides that, she really hasn't picked up fantasy or science fiction unless I recommended it or it was Atwood. Um, who is science fiction. She
1: is. I don't even think she would deny that at this point.
0: Uh, anyways, that's that's also another topic. But my mom, <laughs> so besides my dad reading, you know, all this stuff that I've loved for many years and has also loved it, my mom uh, very recently started reading Terry Pratchett, Oh, um, which I've been telling her to read for ages, but of course it took another friend to recommend it and she adores Terry Pratchett now. She says he. She. She's excited that there are so many books in the Discworld series. Um, so, so once my,
1: so many books. So many.
0: So once my parents have now started, they've. Now it's the world. It's figure skating. My parents, the world. <laughs>
1: now, that's... There, there, no. <laughs> Alexander wept. <laughs> yeah, there were no more worlds to conquer, yeah. which is a theme of this show today. Yeah, um,
0: and uh, so yeah, that's your good news. My good news, please. Is um, the casting of Ricky Whittle as uh, Shadow Moon for American Gods. Yes. Which it was, it's funny because they, I mean, this has been something that's gone on for quite a long time.
1: I, so yeah, refresh my memory. This was supposed to be an HBO show initially. Well, I mean, not
0: even American Gods. I'm just, I'm talking about the whole concept of characters being sort of ambiguously colored in books um and then
1: because i did wonder that as well i didn't care one way or the other but when i saw his photo i went oh that's not what i would have expected i mean in shadow
0: moon they they do talk about um him having like a darker complexion but they also do they talked about that with katniss and katniss was jennifer lawrence (laughs) who was great but was definitely not darker skinned. you know she's maybe even whiter than I am, and I reflect light. So there's that. Um, and uh, a lot of people knew that this casting was coming up and knew that this, this is something a couple of networks had talked about bringing to the screen, mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of, I feel, a little bit nervous about what was going to happen. They said that they were thinking of all kinds of different people, um, but until it actually happens, it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got legitimately excited. Like, there may have been some squeeing, because I went, eee! like, I don't even know Ricky Whittle. I know he it were, He does, had done work on The 100, yes. but I have not watched The 100, so I don't know much about him, but I was so thrilled that they cast someone who wasn't white. <laughs> I is.
1: And mercifully, I have not seen any uh, hot take think pieces on that subject yet. I'm sure they're out there. I don't oh, need probably. to uh, go and look them up. But uh, yeah, I'm just—I may have squeezed just to read any progress on this show. Um, yeah, I'm a huge gaming fan from from the days of of Sandman, um, Red American Gods. When I was still living back in Windsor, I was probably in my 20s, which I am far removed from now. It seemed perfectly made for a you know, sort of prestige television adaptation. And then it just seemed to like fall by the wayside and it wasn't moving, nothing was ever happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Facebook feed blows up with all this news that they've announced who's going to play Shadow. And it's like, oh, cool, awesome. This is actually happening now. You know, one more thing that we like is being brought to the world.
0: And because Gaiman is involved, uh, is is being brought to the world properly.
1: Uh, Yeah, because really... He hasn't had a whole
0: they Coraline,
1: about... but I mean, besides that, what does he really?
0: Well, they, and they've taught and they Stardust, changed... I guess. Yeah, and Stardust was fantastic, um, which is funny because they both they changed both Coraline and Stardust. Stardust, I feel for the better. Coraline, it was fantastic. Coraline
1: but... was I, but but
0: they they lost a lot of what Coraline was about in the process.
1: Yeah, I feel like I remember I watched the movie and like enjoyed it, but I remember reading the book and. It's rare for me to get, like, the creepy heebie-jeebies. Yes. And that scene where she had to, like, pull a stone out of, like, a spider sack or something, and things could wake up at any moment. I was like, yeah.
0: Um, And also, the story, at its core, was about a girl being her own hero and saving the day, whereas in the movie, it became about friendship, which is not a bad theme. (laughs) Man, fuck friendship. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, It's not a bad theme, but it wasn't the Coraline Mm -hmm. I knew and loved, so...
1: And one last item of note that uh, the people are demanding that we talk about because I don't keep I'm getting back into keeping up on like the dirt sheets and the news headlines and whatnot. So I consulted a friend to ask him, you know, what's what are the big things that people are excited about this week? What are the stories going around? And the thing he tells me is that like the hot story of the week is that
0: wait, you have to properly like intro this because people (laughs) think they know what you're going to say they're going to think you're going to talk about yeah. the dc if,
1: if i say dc reboot, reboot. <laughs> you're probably thinking i'm going to talk about this whole like rebirth thing where like they're going to like relaunch the entire line again no no friends uh the hot news of the week apparently is a dc reboot of the hanna barbera properties the the hottest ip in the game right now uh hanna barbera who not, sorry not only that let me let me word it in the exact way that the av club uh headlined it. And really, AV Club, you could do better. DC Comics launches a gritty reboot of Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Caitlin? Yes? Who asked for this?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I am I was just after you told me this news, and I had a good chuckle about it, um, I was thinking why would they do this? Why would they do this to us? Uh, it may have something to do with oh, you know, the Freckly Kid and people, they have the small comics and they're really lame. Um, yeah, Betty and Veronica, what's his name?
1: Uh, Archie.
0: Archie, that's the one. Um, super lame Archie. Uh, they rebooted that. Oh yeah. And that did really well, that reboot. So uh, maybe that's why, because of the, the Archie reboot, it's apparently done very well. Um, I haven't read it, but I know people who have and I've read some articles about it. So maybe someone somewhere went, you know, let's make more money and let's do this reboot. And people seem to like Scooby-Doo. So let's do this.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess in that sense, I can understand the thinking. Um, The Archie reboot is is very contemporary sort of teen drama, which is not what these are. These are like, you know, they're doing the Flintstones and Wacky Racers and Daphne's holding a gun in this. (laughs) Not like a tech, but like, you know, some weird two-handed ray gun in the uh, in the Jim Lee pinup that uh, was released with this news. So I, I don't... Get it? Yeah I, yeah.
0: I think, I mean, there's so many things these days that when they say they're relaunching this or rebooting this, and it's just been constant for the last 10 years, um, I my first reaction is to go, oh, God, but some great things have come out of it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't, you know, if anything, the Archie reboot should serve as, like, all the proof you need that you should not dismiss these things. Um,
0: Though, you know, Flintstones? <laughs> Sorry, I
1: just... Like, some of the creative teams have been released, and, like, Keith Giffen is writing Scooby-Doo. I really like Keith Giffen. I think he's one of those guys who never really, like, got his respect, his full respect. He, like, used to write um, the the funny version of the Justice League from the 80s with, like, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. He
0: Booster Gold is, like, one of my favorites. <laughs> he shows up in Justice League and is amazing. I think I don't understand why they haven't had a Booster Gold movie. Love Booster Gold so much.
1: I, I, I'll i write for Booster Gold. Uh, yeah, I have all those books. I really like those books. Jeff Parker um, is doing... Also,
0: I'm so, so sorry. Mm. Um, Young Justice, Blue Beetle, amazing. Sorry, just had to put that out there. Um, also, if you haven't watched Young Justice, everyone, y- watch Young Justice, please.
1: Including me. It'll probably come up in the later You episode. have
0: not watched Young Justice? I have
1: not watched Young Justice. What? Spo- spoiler alert for episode two, apparently. No, I already Geek have down. something
0: for episode two because I'm prepared. <laughs> go Guide's Honor.
1: Um, or, or
0: whatever it is.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Jeff Parker is doing, it looks like, Johnny Quest. Um, Amanda Connor's doing the Flintstones. Like, so these are talented people i don't want to i'm not going to dismiss it out of hand but i just i wonder like who who is clamoring for this i don't i don't know who this is for
0: on i can actually think of a lot of people i'm not going to list them all here because we i know we don't want to spend all our time on this but there's a lengthy list i mean a lot of this property never went away right um Flintstones though it's you know definitely not as popular as it was once upon a time um, it's not something that's left what the the ether of pop culture right like it's always something people can pull on even even younger generations
1: Yeah I guess they're I mean these these characters are are perpetual Also
0: um, uh, Christians who think that don- dinosaurs and people existed at the same time <laughs> They could have a whole new market. That's
1: that's who this is for?
0: Yeah, that's exactly who this is for.
1: Sorry, I got distracted because apparently um, Cartoon Network just announced they are putting out a new DCU uh, animated series. Which one? Um, Justice League Action.
0: Another one?
1: Will feature a rotating cast of capes led by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman as they deal with (laughs) world-threatening foes.
0: Surprise. Surprise.
1: so looks like they're taking a cue from Teen Titans Go. These are going to be shorts. They're going to be 11 minutes. Oh, um,
0: really? You should say that they're taking it from the DC shorts that they released a couple years ago? A year ago?
1: Like those Batman anniversary things? Or? No,
0: there was like um, Justice Friends. It was like Super like Wonder Girl and... Oh God, Supergirl and Batgirl, and they haven't you not seen these? No. They were amazing. Um, I I put them on Facebook. Do you not read my Facebook posts? No. Wow, I am hurt. <laughs> I like deep in my soul. Deep in your soul. Yeah, I'm hurt. My posts are so good.
1: You don't post very often though, so I miss them easily. But
0: that more reason to pay attention. <laughs> also, do, liter- do you
1: do you want to hear your good news before we before okay, we move yeah, on to well, that? All right um so kevin conroy and mark hamill uh will still be playing batman and the joker um really apparently, apparently, That's... apparently mark hamill is not retiring from doing the joker voice which he has said like last year i think he said arkham knight was going to be the last time yeah he did it we don't know who will be playing superman or wonder woman but uh Diedrich baker who played batman on the brave and the bold will be playing booster gold there you go. There's some that, booster that's gold. That's actually fantastic. Some and booster I hope, gold for you.
0: I just ho- putting out there that I hope Lucy Lawless plays Wonder Woman again.
1: What did I watch? I just, wasn't recently. I watched the, because uh, Netflix has like a ton of the DC animated. Oh,
0: they have, how many, speaking of DC relaunching things, how many times can you relaunch the Justice League?
1: connected to that uh, the one I ended up watching was uh, War which is I think supposed to be like it's basically they're taking like the Jeff Johns Jim Lee Justice League and animating that one yeah Um, and I really liked Wonder Woman in that one I thought she was
0: is that the one... That's not the one where she's like... Has no idea what society is. And is like, ice cream? This thing's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I loved that Wonder Woman. That was fantastic. Yes. Uh, the second one in that... I actually just watched. The uh, Rise of Aquaman or whatever it's called.
1: Oh, they're continuing to do them?
0: Um. Well, they've uh, they just done that second movie. I don't know. I can't keep up. I, I actually can't keep up.
1: No, I can't <laughs> keep up either. Like when I... When I thought to even, like, I was, I want something to watch on, like, a Thursday night or something, and I just punched, like, justice into yeah. into the Netflix search, and so much stuff came back at me, because I was yeah. like, they just, they really haven't stopped.
0: I mean, that's a whole other, we could probably do just, like, a, a DC episode yeah. of all the different series and all the different relaunches, and it's just gotten kind of out of hand, I think. I mean, I guess if they're paying attention to it, it's fine. <laughs>
1: Uh, And lastly, before we move to, like, the actual format, uh, where we go Wasn't the
0: last thing lastly? (laughs) You should see the look he's giving me. All right. Okay, go.
1: Don't talk to the people. I'm going to cut all
0: this. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: One last thing before uh, we move on to format. In sports news, or the closest thing that this show will ever come to sports news, it was uh, confirmed this week that uh, New Japan superstar Shinsuke Nakamura will be making his debut. In the WWE against Sami Zayn at their NXT TakeOver event on WrestleMania weekend. This means nothing to Caitlyn.
0: Um, on a scale of 0 to 10, uh, the amount I care is negative. Yeah, we 10. are
1: we are in the sediment right now. We are in the bedrock of yep. how little Caitlyn cares about this. Yep. But if you care about this, it's the best news you've ever heard.
0: Do you want to know the last wrestler I cheered for?
1: No. <laughs> it's going yeah. to upset me.
0: <laughs> it was Jake the Snake. He had a bag full of snakes.
1: He had a bag of one snake.
0: It was a bag full of snakes.
1: There was one. We all know that. But it was a
0: surprise snake.
1: If you care about that sort of thing, it's super awesome. And, I mean, we don't need to rant about wrestling on this show.
0: And if you don't care, this would be a great time to go get, like, a tea or a juice. (laughs) Just saying.
1: You don't need me to tell you that NXT is uh, the best thing happening in wrestling right now uh we're gonna take a short break right now and we'll be back in one moment with uh the actual format so uh this is the geek down pod thank you for listening
0: So thank you for rejoining us. Um, That last little bit with um, the music and whatnot would go where we would have sponsors if we had sponsors, which we don't. Uh, So if you want to sponsor us... uh, Hey,
1: geekdownpod at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, exactly. Get at me. Um, So now we're at the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, A little, you know, Scottish idiom for (laughs) you there. That's all we eat is meat and potatoes. Uh, (laughs) So it's true. Uh, I'll talk about that some other time. Uh, we are now going to talk about uh, what we brought each other to watch or read or view over the week.
1: Yes, as we attempt to find find the sweet spots to see if there's any common ground that our various schools of geek, ner- our nerdery schools can. Uh, someone should make those like like wizardry schools. <gasps> someone make someone fun. make like the schools of nerdery for us.
0: That would be fantastic. Oh we, God, well, you would have nerds, geeks. Dorks, and uh,
1: weirdos, yeah, like or like you know, oh, I hate the word otaku, but like, what what is that? Otaku? It's like it started as like the word in Japan for like somebody who was like so super into their interest they like totally ignored everything else in the world. Like when like you were...
0: Harajuku girls. <laughs> well, just they just they spend you know thousands what? I'm, of dollars. i I'm I'm, I'm
1: I'm laughing, but it's not that. You could, I think, because you can be any sort of otaku. It gets like, it gets limited to like, or it's n- narrowly focused on like people who are into like anime and mecha and stuff, but you can be like a military otaku. You can be. Oh, you can it's be a like car LARPing. Otaku. It's like, yeah, it's like whatever you're like super into to the point that it like totally impacts your ability to like socialize with other people. Yeah,
0: no, okay, got it. Yep.
1: That's what an otaku that is.
0: That would be the Slytherin. Anyways. It has <laughs> <is> since,
1: <laughs> since been claimed by um, mostly Western fans. I don't think it's. A, Still not something you want to call somebody in Japan, right. um, but Western fans have sort of like embraced it as like their their clarion call of pride. The
0: Slytherin, Slytherin. Um, anyways, so we're going to start with. Uh, well, we have rules
1: first. Should oh. we get over the rules? Oh
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Should we tell the people that we uh, Caitlin and I established rules for ourselves as far as um, how we were going to go about this? Uh, first of which was if it's a TV show, we are employing the rule of three. Which is you have to watch at least three episodes because it is unfair to try to evaluate something. On one. On one, especially if it's like a show where it's like the pilot and like a pilot is a really hard thing. To or do. if
0: it's heroes. Everybody knows you have to watch three episodes into heroes. <laughs> it's too bad there's only one season.
1: Or most shows. I mean, pilots are super hard because this is the thing you made that you had to try to shovel every cool thing about the show into. And you have to explain everything really deep. Like... The rule of three, I think, is a fair mark at which to try to, like, assess whether something is good or not. And three Um,
0: episodes, that's only, like, half my night of TV. Yeah,
1: if you're not good by three episodes... Yeah. eh.
0: And you can definitely watch more than three, Yeah, we
1: can can definitely... uh, We have established that you can go ahead, but at minimum, even if you hate it, you have to stick with it for three. Yeah. As well, um, Caitlin and I will not discuss with each other what we thought... Of the thing, we were asked to watch, read.
0: Which is so hard.
1: Evaluate <laughs> until we are sitting down in front of these microphones, which is super hard. Uh, that's the no tipping of the hand rule. Um, really hard.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of what our relationship is founded on, <laughs> it's is true. talking about what we watched this <laughs> true. week. True.
1: It's like kicking in the door of each other's <laughs> yeah Facebook chat, just being like, did you see this? Um, as well, spoilers. Uh, we're not going to go out of our way to like spoil everything from every episode that we watch but we're also not going to go out of our way to not spoil it. So
0: if it is something you were hoping to watch and I know a lot of people don't like even to see trailers then probably you should tune out um at this point.
1: Yeah thanks for uh thanks for hanging um but really we only have a week unless we're like super binging we're you know we're probably not going to get to like a whole series. In a week, I know definitely for this week we didn't go much farther than the rule of three. Yeah. No. So there's not much you can spoil there.
0: All right, and to start, um, you are going to uh, talk about what I gave you to you.
1: You don't want to introduce it.
0: No. I mean, I can. I don't really have an introduction planned. Well, I basically made you watch uh, super awesome Marvel Carmen Sandiego, <laughs> <laughs> also known as Agent Carter. Agent
1: Carter, which I love. That is what Caitlin uh, brought to me. So, do you want to summarize for the people what this what this is?
0: Um. So, Agent Carter uh, makes her first appearance in the first Captain America. Uh, she is. What uh, special agent liaison with the army is that? I can't even remember what it, she is. In I Captain believe Her. so.
1: I have not seen the first Captain America movie for a very long time, but I believe, yes, she's a liaison between a sort of. Between the military and this, the science, some strategic special, science research organization yeah, that was responsible for making Captain, Captain America. America.
0: And uh, in the movie, she's fantastic. Um, she has sort of a mini romance with Cap. I mean, it's it, it's a large part of the movie, but it's not, you know, they're not hooking up um, because, you know, it's 1940s <laughs> and you just don't do that then. Uh, a woman only has a reputation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then she was so awesome and people loved her so much because it's uh, it's played by the wonderful Haley Atwell Yes, that they decided to turn it into a TV show. Jordan, what did you think about Agent Carter?
1: Um, I don't know why this show exists, but I kind of loved it.
0: What do you mean you don't know why it exists?
1: I just didn't know why it I don't know who, I don't know. So you mentioned that like, she was a really popular character. Is that what it was? I don't know why this show um, exists. Who, I don't know who was clamoring for think for I, more of that hot Peggy Carter action.
0: I, I actually don't know either. I feel like there were, when they decided, when Marvel, when this whole big thing was going on and after the movie started doing really, really well, there was this idea, and DC sort of at the same time had the same idea, well, let's sort of make live action television. How much
1: more can we milk out of this?
0: Basically, and there were sort of, there have been two um, television branches. There's been Dark Gritty, which is like Daredevil, um, and I want to call it Alias, but uh, Jessica Jessica Jones. Jones. Um, And then there's, you know, CW type (laughs) stuff, which is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they needed something else, and they kind of... When you have all this contemporary stuff, sometimes you want to do something that lets you do a period piece.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's probably what got me kind of hooked. You know, when Daredevil first hit, I think a lot of people went like, oh my God, it's like nothing else that Marvel has done. Yeah. Uh, Neither is this, but like in so many more delightful ways. Uh, I will share the one thing I know we said we don't tip our hands, but I did uh, tell Caitlin, the first thing, or one of the first things, I wrote in my notes when I was watching a bit of banter between uh, Agent Carter, and uh, we should say the story of the first season. Uh, i only about halfway through. It is after the war. The war is over. Yeah. She is dealing with the um,
0: the loss of Cap.
1: The loss of Cap. Spoiler alert. If you're
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're unfamiliar guys. with the
1: sixty year uh, sixty year old origin story of Captain America, Captain America has been lost in action. Um, she is mourning that loss. She is still working for the SSR and dealing with her sexist colleagues and the gender politics of the time. When uh, Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father, is brought up on treason charges after his some of his weaponry and doodads and chemicals have been uh, found sold on the black market to enemy interests. How- That's what,
0: That sets up the even the first episode, right? Yeah. That all is revealed in the first episode.
1: Yeah, so all kind of like the first season is Howard contacts Peggy to try and clear his name uh, and sets him up with his butler. Uh, I don't know the ad. Do you know the actor's name?
0: Uh, I don't. The kind of light version of Ray Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's very, very nice up james darcy is his name james darcy he plays uh what
0: a british name not <laughs> as british as benedict cumberbatch but still
1: it's it's pretty close he plays edwin jarvis howard stark's uh butler assistant driver um everything everything who uh howard who services howard leaves with agent carter and it was during a bit of their Yes, quite a very British uh, banter of back and forth their, their their repartee that I wrote in my notes and told Caitlin that uh, this is the most Caitlin show I think Marvel ever could have made
0: <laughs> they had they had a focus group and basically <laughs> this show was born. they called
1: you in and they said, Caitlin McKenna, we want to make something for you." And you were like, british-accented repartee
0: <laughs> please so much this is almost like the time when at the major canadian retailer we used to work at you and Kaiem came up to me with saga and when they had a focus group <laughs> they made this comic book for you yes. you should read it
1: and we were right saga is the most perfect comic book ever made yeah uh that's not open for debate go ahead fight me i don't care um, so yes, back to Agent Carter. Um, yeah, I'm su- surprised by how much I liked it. Really? Um, yeah. There were, I didn't love everything about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't get over how goofy the tech is. Oh, yeah. Uh, two-way typewriter is my favorite thing.
0: That's an actual thing.
1: That's an actual thing?
0: Yeah, it's a teletype.
1: Made with a,
0: uh, it's a thing. razor
1: that unscrews into an antenna
0: well sorry for people who
1: haven't seen the show uh the enemies of agent carter the the shadowy interests uh who are trying to acquire howard stark's leviathan who are trying to acquire howard stark's um technology uh one of their assassins operatives uh contacts his superiors by unscrewing like a straight razor that kind of unfolds into an antenna and plugging it via like a three-and-a-half headphone jack into a typewriter. Okay,
0: a teletype is a thing. I don't actually know if they have antennas, but they are legitimately a thing that they used.
1: (laughs) This is the hill you want to die on to argue with. I believe it's a thing. I believe that this is a very goofy... Okay, uh, she
0: also has lipstick that puts people to sleep. She
1: has lipstick that puts people to sleep, also goofy. She has a a watch that that cracks safes. Okay, Um, not
0: goofy. Amazing. Not amazing amazing
1: yeah so even though like i thought the technology was goofy as hell you can't deny Haley atwell is delightful
0: oh she's fantastic um, and you know I, i've been thinking about um maybe why they thought something like this would be good um and you brought up sexism <laughs> um and i think it was probably someone was going look we want this marvel property she was really great in Captain America. People seem to love her. Um, and people really like Peggy and what's-her-face from Mad Men. Um, Joan and Peggy from Mad Men. And that's, a, lot,
1: a lot of Peggy's in the in the yeah, 40s and well, 50s.
0: There, there were. I even had a Granny Peggy. <laughs> I did.
1: Shouts to Granny Peggy.
0: Well, she's passed away now. Thanks for bringing that up.
1: Pour out a 40 for Granny Peggy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but I think they were also like, let's have some really crazy, awesome gadgets from comic books from the forties.
1: Yeah, I think it's 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 dancing on a fine line where um, piggy superiors are comically inept. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so I mean, the the sexism and the gender politics are played like really broad, but you can complain that it's really broad, or you can be happy that these things are being like portrayed. I mean, they're going for, like, the widest audience here, right? Like, this isn't Mad Men where, you know, the subtle sexism of how Joan and Peggy were treated on that show. That show was made for, like, a much narrower prestige television audience. This show is going for, like, the widest audience it can possibly get. So things like... You know, the only work Peggy's ever given is to, like, get sandwiches. The and, only official work she's ever getting is to get sandwiches. Or that, um, what's his name? Souza, the guy who got hurt in the war. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, there's actually a disabled guy on the show who's yeah. actually, you know, useful. And I mean, they all white. They're. It's pretty white. Uh, I, I went ahead. I broke the rule of three and actually yeah. went, because I liked it. And I went one episode. Uh, there was a moment with the two-way typewriter. I really wanted to know what it said. <laughs> um, so I just skipped ahead. And, and there was a moment in episode four where like, so Peggy moves into a um, sort of a communal dorm hotel type thing for uh, working ladies in New York, and there's communal cafeteria style dining and there's like some banter going on between the girls in the hotel and uh, uh, there's a black girl. Who comments on whatever they're talking about and actually wrote down in my notes, "Oh my God, a black girl," because it was the first black person or person of color I'd seen on the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, does, there are a couple people, but just background characters, totally, yeah. which is, you
1: know, I mean, you, disappointing. You, you, disappointing, but you can't, you, know, you can't have everything. You take what you can get. Um, and well, we know how I feel about that. <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> rage, rage against the dying of the light, Jordan. <laughs> a little Dylan Thomas there for you.
1: Yeah, I like a Dylan Thomas heat.
0: So is there anything that you really, really liked or really, really surprised about?
1: So I really liked her uh, as a character She and an actress. She's just, she's delightful. She is delightful. Um, the banter between her and Jarvis, as Caitlyn-esque as it is, is very, they called it witty repartee for a reason. It's very witty repartee. And I like the things they do with um, her character as well, dealing with this loss that she's experienced. Um Yeah and her unwillingness to kind of fully engage with the world there's a danger in shows like this where like i and i feel agents of shield suffered from this where it was like agents of shield came out with like a i feel like a lot of hype you know it's like oh you love the avengers you need to watch this show it's like the continuation and then it can't be the continuation you're not going to have the same caliber actors you're not going to have the budget you're not going to have you know it just it can't be and i feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of suffered. I understand it's kind of regrouped a bit and it's yes. it's better than it has been. Um, but in that first season, it took a lot of flack for like not being the Avengers. A network TV show is never going to be the same caliber as like a blockbuster movie. But I feel like this show does a pretty decent job of like staying kind of at the level, you know, like. They got, what's his name, Dominic Cooper, yep. the guy who played Howard Stark. They got him to show up for a few episodes. Um, they actually do show the ending of Captain America in the first episode. Yes. So you understand her situation and what her life is like.
0: And I really felt that it was a lot of fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously at does all. It does not
1: at all. And it's from what, not gritty. And from what I understand, it's eight episodes, which I did not know, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, they kind of rolled out the British thing with it. Now, it has been picked up for a second season,
1: which... They're only going 10, as far as I...
0: Yes, so they have sort of kept it small. They're not doing the, like, I don't know, 40 episodes... Yeah, seasons. which I think
1: it's not it's not news to say at this point that, like, the Western, North American model of television production is killing itself. I mean, that's... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, what, 20 episodes yeah. a season? Yeah, and it's
0: the actually the only Marvel... TV property that does that.
1: It, I think it works to the show's benefit a lot because you avoid filler. Um, I, again, I'm only four episodes in. I have not noticed much filler yet on yeah. this show. There hasn't been any weird kind of monster of the week B-plot where it's like, oh, here's some other thing we forgot about that we just need Pagan Jarvis to go on a wacky adventure yeah. and investigate. Yeah, um, they're
0: not the Scooby, the Scooby group, which worked for <laughs> Buffy, but...
1: Scooby Doo has been coming up a lot on this show today. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, so I just think it's it's really trim. I thought it was pretty. It was pretty well paced. By maybe the second episode, I thought, you know, oh, this is a cool thing. But I'll watch, you know, the the three that Caitlin asked me to watch, and then that'd be, be cool. I'll give it a thumbs up, but I might not go back to it. No, I'll probably finish out the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, that's good. I'm really excited about that.
1: So that's. So I think we can rule that one a thumbs up.
0: Great. Well done. What, do we have a like? <laughs>
1: Like a sign of victory.
0: A sign of victory, or or sort of like popcorns, or whatever, or <laughs> tomatoes, whatever rotten tomatoes. Does. Like, do we are we gonna do Our, a rating? A
1: rating system? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know if we have a. Do you have an idea I, for a rating system?
0: I, I think I might have an idea.
1: <laughs> and and what, and what is that?
0: I think it should be out of kick punches.
1: <laughs> kick punches.
0: Yeah, like you know, five kick punches out of ten.
1: All right, uh, <laughs> I can rock with that. Uh, Agent Carter definitely gets a passing grade for me. I'll give it a uh, give it. I'll give it seven point five kick punches.
0: Seven point five. Seven
1: point five. That's pretty good. It had a good start. I don't think it's gonna. With only eight episodes, I don't think it's gonna botch the landing too much. So. Uh, All
0: right.
1: So yeah. Definitely well, check well, it out. Yeah, Steph. If you haven't checked it out, if it doesn't, if you don't think it's something you would be interested in, I did not think it was something I would be interested in, but I was delightfully incorrect. So thank you to Caitlin for that one. Now. What, roll, what did i bring Caitlyn? you ask well as we established last week uh i am the anime nerd which means it's probably safe to wager that i brought caitlin an anime and if i was going to bring Caitlyn any anime from 2015 there's only one i could bring her Woo-hoo! yes son <laughs> one punch man
0: um, so, well, I didn't take notes. I didn't know we were doing this note thing. I feel like I forgot my homework um, for the weekend, and which happened to me a lot as a kid, so... Uh,
1: well, I know the show well. So, to tell people who do not know, who might not be familiar, uh, One Punch Man is a was originally a webcomic uh, that was done by a guy named One. It's just a pseudonym. I don't know why he chose that. Uh, it's a webcomic that he started in 2009 uh, that... Became super popular. I think it most, when it went viral, it was at like, it was getting like 7 million hits. What? Um, That's per, crazy. per chapter. And got the notice of, caught the eye of a manga artist named Yusuke Morada, who was best known for drawing a comic called Shield 21, which was like a football manga, because they have manga for everything. I, um, I, Yeah, like, like Western
0: football. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah.
1: Um, There's so much I need to know. And he went, he proposed sort of redrawing, because the webcomic is charming in its way, but it's not exactly professional by any means. Um, He proposed redrawing it uh, for uh, like a Shonen Jump sort of digital site. Um, Kind of readapting the webcomic with a more professional look um, became super popular in that. Form and that's if you go out if you go to any bookstore and buy a One Punch Man manga, that's the version you're getting. Uh, and was adapted into an anime, which aired for 12 episodes in October, from October to December of 2015. And it is a seinen manga slash anime, which is basically targeted at men, young sort of. Uh,
0: you have way more information than I. I need about. to
1: contextualize these things for the people.
0: Do you think anyone's gonna know that?
1: I feel like most people will know what Agent Carter is. Like they have, they've seen a commercial for it. I suppose. I don't think anybody knows. If you don't already know what One Punch Man is, you do not know what One Punch Man is, so I need to explain it.
0: That means that you don't you haven't added Kayyem as a friend yet. That basically <laughs> is what it comes down to. And basically, we told you to do that, so you should go you do should that. You should have
1: done that last week. Uh, yes, I brought One Punch Man to Kayyem, and it changed his life. I brought One Punch Man to a few people, and it's changed their lives. Basically, the story of One Punch Man is it is a satire of, even though it's aimed at older male readers and viewers, it is a... Parody slash satire of what they call shonen uh, anime and manga. Is it
0: really aimed at older male viewers?
1: Older being relative. But older I just being... mean like
0: I, I know what you mean, but just even saying that like, it's for male view, I just find that really weird.
1: Everything everything in Japan is really like targeted. There's a million different sort of descriptors for or demos. They're shonen. They're shojo. Because
0: I I mean I I loved it because <laughs> yes. I. I like things that are absurd. I like absurdist humor. I
1: It is it, certainly it that.
0: It doesn't make me sometimes it doesn't make me laugh at I laugh out loud, but I like things that are clever. Mm. And I feel like when absurdist humor is done well, it can be spectacular. Which it was. I had so much fun watching them. I thought they were so funny. Um they were really engaging. I because I had grown up with you know, uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Yes, and
1: these are the things that it's parodying. Where, yes. like, if you even have a vague recollection of anime from when you were growing up, it's probably a shonen anime. It's your Dragon Balls, it's your Naruto's, it's your One Piece, and the the rising, the hero's quest of these shows is always to be the best, no matter yeah. what it is. If you want to be Goku, wanted to be the strongest. Naruto he wanted sit to ups be in space. He did, and like. Vegeta was doing like squats in 20 times gravity. Um, you know Naruto wanted to be the Hokage, the best ninja ever. Luffy from one piece wants to be the king of the Pirates. What one punch man does is say what happens once you're there
0: And it and it actually explores that psychology. Really well, I was really surprised, and they get right into it. Like there's no lead up. I nope. mean, that's part of the humor, right? It's just he he lays in the first episode. He lays out why he's the strongest man, and no one believes him because it's so ridiculous. He
1: is the strongest man because there is an. He has trained so hard. He is his name is Saitama. He was a salary man who decided to become a uh, superhero for fun. This is a world where there are frequent threats to civilization. Yes, and um, he decides to join the ranks of heroes and trains so hard that there is all his hair falls out and there is now no opponent that he cannot defeat in one punch. in one punch
0: and it, and it it does a great job of really three things I felt in every episode. Um, it takes the action away from him. Um, so someone else is fighting or you're watching mm-hmm. some other type of makeup. Awesome battle. It doesn't involve him, um, so you're still getting sort of this fun actiony thing. Yeah. Um, and he's off either doing something else or getting caught up in something else. There's a big sale on. Uh, you know, there's some other thing. Um, it does a great job of build up where you think like every time that this is gonna be. Is the this ba- the one that's is gonna? This, is this the battle where he, he will not win in one punch? Um, And it just does even, even at the intro, at the very end of the intro, there's a scene where he has a shopping bag and the the, like glow, like, like it's, there's like the sparkle off his bald head and it just that, or like in the middle of the intro, he's punching like a big star with this happy face on it. I was wondering if
1: you were going to call
0: that. (laughs) Well, it was just, I, I love that kind of thing. So for me, basically every episode has got these, a million different fun parts to or it. Or that his special
1: move in episode 3 is called consecutive normal punches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was also amazing. Um so yeah, I I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic.
1: Because one thing I heard about the show recently that I hadn't really considered is that it's not quote unquote starter anime. It's not it's references go maybe a little too deep. There are probably things in there that like I would catch that you would not, like, you know, the first villain from the first episode, if you're a deep anime nerd, the first thing you're going to go is like, oh, that looks just like Piccolo from well, Dragon Ball. No, I
0: mean, which is what I thought.
1: No, you, th- you caught that? Oh, well, of course
0: I did. Okay. I was like, I'm guessing that's supposed to look like Piccolo. Like, mm. Piccolo didn't have lightning power, but he did, you know, he could regrow his arm, and yeah, he had the weird antenna, and it was a di- he was a different color, but it was definitely Piccolo. Yeah, okay. Um, no, worry. I got it. <laughs> I got it.
1: Because I have heard that. That's like, you know, if you have somebody who doesn't watch a lot of anime, you might love this show but it's not the one to bring them because it is a satire and what it's I, working in the tropes that like yes. they might not be familiar with
0: yes what i was wondering so he the, he's fighting the crab guy with the underwear the underwear yes. crab guy um is that actually from a uh manga um, Cause he says, "Oh, I know why it's so funny. Cause you look just like that guy from the manga." Yeah. See, I don't. Kid. I see.
1: I don't know. Not even I catch that. I don't one. know if
0: that's a right re- Like, there's so many things. I'm like, is that a reference from a thing? Um, which or even like awesome. when he
1: makes the crack about like eh, this kid's not even that cute, but I yeah. can't let you kill him because this is a time of declining birth rates. Like, yes. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's an actual concern in Japan right now. Yeah. <laughs> there are declining birth rates. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy you liked it.
0: Oh, I did. I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun, especially anyone who's watched. Um, well, you need to you need to like two things. You need to like anime, and you need... Actually, three things. I'm sorry. I'm going back. I feel like I'm in a Monty Python skit. Um, you need to really like anime. You need to really like gore.
1: Surprisingly gore.
0: And you need to like Absurdist Humor. Because if you f- get frustrated um, at absur- Absurdist Humor, which is funny because it's one of the things I love about Doctor Who um, that you don't... Um, <laughs> then you'll really like the show.
1: So, how many kick punches I... would you give One Punch Man? Is it more than one?
0: Okay, see, it well, of course it is. <laughs> but, um, I think, I don't know, I think I'm going to give it 9 out of 10.
1: That's, whoa. Yeah. All right.
0: But I've only watched three episodes. Like I said, I did try and watch the, like, see, the problem is, is I'm wondering is this going to get old? Mm -hmm. So far, they've been really good at changing it up, both the storylines and, surprisingly, because the story kind of always ends the same way, and also like, there's some psychology in there about him being the best and what does that mean for the character. So I'd like to see how they deal with
1: that. I think you called out something, though, that's... um, You called out early something I don't think I noticed about the show until... Late, Much later episodes where he kind of becomes the secondary character in his own story. Yeah. Like, it's less about him. It's more about...
0: I actually don't know. I didn't pick up the names. Um, so, the android robot guy. Genos. Genos. Is that Genos? Oh, I thought the scientist... Okay.
1: The scientist was Genus, and the robot is Genos.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah,
1: thanks, ja- thanks yeah, Japan.
0: Thanks, Japan. Um, so, yeah, he... I find... I think that's great. He's, at one point... Uh, fighting the giant mosquito lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what episode that is now, because I'm... Second one. It was the think. second one, okay. Um, and he gets, like, he always gets like, shit on me. <laughs> like, he just gets to- literally torn apart. Like, he almost always dies. And um, but he's always so competent, and then of course One Punch Man shows up, and it's kind of like, "Are you okay? You look you look kind of bad. Are you, are, are you all right? And then just you know punches the thing.
1: Yeah, it's if anything, it's kind of. It kind of becomes more of Genos' story, the organization that kind of like the governing body for the heroes. They both become part of that, and it becomes much more a story about like. The heroes the politicking and the hero association and things so, like that
0: like then yeah i'm comfortable giving it 9 out of 10 because i would really like to see that development um and i really liked i just had fun with it and they're only what they're like 20 minutes long yep. um and again like that's something i would easily whip through uh which i like
1: yeah 12 episodes not one of these like i know the reason why i haven't watched a lot of these like shows that it's parodying is because they're like 900 episodes long like one one piece is in like episode 800 and it's still going like i'm no i'm never going to get to that but again uh the takeaway from both agent carter and one punch man might be like small short seasons seasons, people
0: let's do it the way the british do it they've got that locked (laughs) down
1: they really have we both did very well this week
0: Uh, we did i'm really excited about next week it's
1: a good start yeah um And I think that's just about going to do it for us this week. So that is a solid recommendation for both Agent Carter and One Punch Man. Uh, Agent Carter, I believe, is on its second season, still airing. It's in the middle of it. Yeah, Um, that's right. One Punch Man finished up its first season in... Uh, December, but you can watch that on Daisuki.net, D-A-I-S-U-K-I.net. It is free to watch. You may have to sit through like an ad at the halfway point, but
0: Agent Carter, CTV, CTV, that sounds right, yeah. You can
1: watch Agent Carter on CTV. So yeah, that was uh, that was the first episode.
0: That was the first episode. We're so glad you guys tuned in again, moms. Thank you, uh, as well as everyone else, and thank you for the support and all the love and all the uh, messages. And yes, Kaim, we will get you on. <laughs> i will reply to your text message oh and are you gonna give all that you know contact information right again if you have stuff you guys want us to talk about or to look at watch view you can
1: email us at geekdownpod at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at geekdownpod and our website for the moment is geekdownpod.tumblr.com uh you can subscribe to the show on itunes or via soundcloud if you would like to find me for any reason, you can do that at my website, poetryforgravediggers.com, or my Twitter, which is at Jordan underscore Ferguson. If you would like to contact Caitlin, you can't.
0: I'm an internet
1: ghost. She does not exist. Ooh. It's really admirable in 2016 to have zero online presence and be under 45, but hey, that's that's our girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. I'm actually an 86-year-old woman on the inside. I love Murder, She Wrote and Tea
1: that's on, on, on next week's show tea nothing she's gonna bring me nothing but tea she's gonna make me watch uh murder she wrote
0: yeah that's right i'm glad you already know you just you...
1: spoiler alert for episode two it's gonna be nothing but uh murder she wrote and maybe
0: Poirot or <laughs> miss
1: marple that's the most caitlin thing that I've ever existed. <laughs> no
0: uh uh it's not murdoch it's oh sorry it's not murdoch um no what's his name <gasps> quincy Ami i'm gonna make you watch quincy me i only is... know that
1: episode from i only know that show from the one episode where there was like a punk rock murder or something it was like punk rock was on like national network television in the 80s
0: yeah that's right quincy me um who is the precursor to csi <laughs> and i'm gonna make you watch that
1: excellent yeah. so uh, i hope you join us next week for uh, <laughs> for quincy talk My name is Jordan Ferguson.
0: My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Thank
1: you so much for joining us, friends, and we will see you back here next week.
0: See you next week. Motherfucker, fuck
1: your couch. That'll be the end tag as the music goes out for all the uh, people who actually listened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The end. Yeah. You can hear Caitlin singing fuck your couch.